All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. As always, today's sponsor is Authors Unite. And if you want to become a successful author, Authors Unite is the place to go. So head on over to AuthorsUnite.com to check out a free case study that will teach you how to do exactly that. And now, let's jump into the episode. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Authors Unite show. Today, we got Michael Eckstein with us. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hey, thank you for having me. Of course, man. Grateful to have you here. Uh, So first thing, just right off the bat, can you tell us a little bit more about you and what you do? Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Michael Eckstein. I'm an accountant and small business advisor. I run a uh, advisory first accounting firm. What that means is you know, we care more about the holistic help we provide and not just the compliance. The compliance has to be done because it has to be done, but I want to help with more. Everything from pricing to you know figuring out how to find money to save for retirement. Got it. Okay. Now, okay, so somebody, actually before I ask that question, how did you get into this? Because I feel like, you know, taxes and, and other things like small business advisory, like things like that, most people, when it comes to numbers and stuff, like they're, they're scared of it. So like, how did you find this as your path? So um, it's a story as old as time. My dad was an accountant, so I became an accountant. It's, I think how everyone becomes accountants nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, so I became an accountant and the typical journey, primarily tax, a little bit of outsourced accounting. And, you know, I think there's going to be a general shift in the accounting industry in the next five, 10 years, more toward, towards advisory because it's, you know, providing a, like value to clients. You know, I can do a tax return, but it doesn't make anyone's business better to file their taxes with the IRS. But, you know, you can actually help and actually, you know, improve businesses this way. Got it. Okay. So now wait, now you perked my interest there in the next five years. How do you think it's going to change? Okay. So I don't mean to be like a doomsayer because some people think it'll change tomorrow, but with the advent of things like TurboTax and as accounting softwares get better, it takes away a lot of the work that accounting firms were kind of based off of. So, you know, 20 years ago, those, you know, single W-2 tax returns were impossible to do yourself because you had to go to the library, you had to get forms, you had to read all the instructions. So you went to an accountant and, you know, if someone did 10 tax returns in a day, it was two tough ones and like eight easy ones. And it really kind of was a moneymaker for a lot of these firms. But now as TurboTax has slowly been eating up that part of the market, you know, all the tax firms are still fighting, but for fewer and fewer clients with tougher and tougher tax returns. So I've been seeing a shift right now where some accountants are, you know, to keep up with it and to get in front of it are providing more, you know, value add kind of services, advising, you know, consulting, stuff like that, because slowly their markets are getting eaten up. And over the next five, 10, 15 years, you'll see more and more of it. Got it. Okay. And you know, what's interesting is that my dad is actually an accountant mm-hmm. and that actually is what, strayed me away excuse me strayed me away from it yeah (laughs) because i saw what he was doing and i was like that did not look fun to me (laughs) personally (laughs) it's not (laughs) well no but you know what's interesting is that in some sort of interesting way my dad because i've you know i've had multiple conversations with him on it he he enjoys it like there's something with like numbers and like balancing and like Mm -hmm. 
more to it than that. But there's just something with numbers and math. Like he, he just loves it. Whereas to me, I'm way on the other side. Like just put me in a room with a bunch of people and I'm happy. You put me in a room by myself and tell me to balance a spreadsheet and I'm miserable. Yeah. So just different personality types, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. So now do you have like any story and obviously, you know, it's um, you probably can't like name names or anything like that yeah. or like a, a business where you were advising them or doing their taxes or whatever it may have been in that way that you like just completely found something that they were doing so wrong and like, you know, just like a huge success story that like helped them save a bunch of money or something. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> my favorite success story, his name is Mark. Mark, if you're listening to this podcast, you're great. Right. But his name is Mark. And before he came to me, he had a, a kind of bad accountant. You know, they weren't really that helpful. They were doing the bare minimum, you know, accounting type stuff, the bare minimum tax stuff. And because of that, he kind of fell behind on pay, making tax payments. And then he had a falling out with the accountant. And for a year or so, he wasn't really doing much. He wasn't doing accounting. He wasn't on time with anything. And by the time he got to me, he was just behind on everything. And it kind of built into this you know, giant problem, right? And he actually came to me because he was really concerned. He hadn't done the W-2s for his employees yet. And he just wanted to do right by them. You know, he didn't care about doing right by, you know, the IRS, but he really wanted to take care of his employees, you know? And in the beginning, it was this huge issue. But over the years, we started implementing, you know, certain savings techniques, you know, making sure we're doing things on time, trying to plan ahead. And now we've got him on some payment plans and he's in a much better place than he was before. His business is much healthier, much stronger. Every now and then, you know, he still has a little bit of a downturn, but he can weather the storm better than he could before because he's saving. He has better cash flow management than before. Got it. Okay. And is there anything with small businesses in particular, is there anything like that you've noticed like a trend of like positive things that are happening or like things that we're missing as small businesses? Like from the, you know, from your standpoint of finance and accounting? It's not so much accounting, but something I kind of harp on a lot with clients. I found that unfortunately, a lot of small businesses don't save for retirement. You know? Okay. And it's a little bit sad almost because, you know, these are people trying to you know, get their piece of the American dream. They're working hard every day. And then after 20 years, 30 years, they have nothing to show for it. And they kind of have to work forever because they didn't save up. And it's really just too bad. You know, it's, it's something that has to happen more. It's just a very confusing subject. It's hard to understand, but it's crucial. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So what, um, what, because I think it's, there seems to be a trend here with retirement. So mm -hmm. like what uh, retirement tips, like would you have? Is it, is it, I'm sure there's multiple, but you know, is it kind of like out of your monthly salary or whatever, like just putting some, some of it away or like, how do you kind of budget for retirement? I think the best place to start is to actually budget for retirement. In my experience, a lot of small business owners just don't. They're so caught up in, all the things they got to get done every day and making payroll and doing client jobs and making sure everything goes smoothly that you kind of forget because retirement is 20 years out. I can just always take care of it tomorrow. But the yep. thing is, if you keep putting off tomorrow, 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 all of a sudden you're retiring and you have nothing. So the best thing really is just to start. And in the beginning, it's tough because you can't set aside a thousand bucks a month, you know, when you're, you can't jump from zero to a thousand. So start small, 20 bucks a month, get used to it. 
get your feet wet and slowly, you know, ramp it up as, you know, your business gets used to it. Got it. Okay. And now, so I'm curious a little bit more about you. So when you're not doing this stuff and cause I know you're in New York too. So, uh, what, what do you do in New York? Like, what do you do for fun? Um, I would like to say something like super cool. Like, you know, <laughs> I do some crazy activity, but honestly, it's just a lot of, you know, watching TV, having people over, and, you know, once every week going for a run or something like that. Nothing crazy, but I guess everyone knew that cause I'm an accountant. Right. <laughs> no one expects accountants to have like some crazy backstory. <laughs> well, I mean, you never know, man. You never met my dad before. So. <laughs> Maybe he does. He's <laughs> the lucky accountant with a you know great life, right? <laughs> uh, so okay, so you said run. You run once per week. Yeah, I you know I try and get in a few you know throughout the week. But as things get busier, as, you know, it gets hotter outside, it ends up becoming once a week. Got it. Okay, yeah. So for me, I'm just curious on this for you. Have you noticed any uh, um, impact or differences with your work and, and with running? Like every morning I, I work out and then typically I'll, I'll run as well. I've been doing a little more lifting, but at, at least there's exercise every morning. And yeah. if, I, if I miss the exercise, I find that my just work – my flow, my work ethic that day is just not nearly as good as all the, all the days that I do exercise first. And maybe it's like this, like, I don't know, mental trigger that like, you know what I mean? It might not actually be that way, but it's like, because I think it's going to be that way. It becomes mm. you know, like, that's kind of the rabbit hole. But no, definitely. Way, I definitely I, agree with that. Okay. Yeah. So like, what is your, do you notice like a difference when you choose to run the day or, or, or do you run at night or how do you kind of do it? I notice if I stop, like over, like I run outside. So over the winter in New York, when it snows, I don't run as much. And I definitely notice the difference over the winter and during tax season when I don't have as much time to run, where I just feel more stressed. And maybe, maybe part of it's because tax season is stressful. But I definitely think a certain amount of that comes from not exercising. Got it. Yep. And yeah, I've definitely seen that, man, tax season. When I was growing yeah. up, seeing my dad and that, that was wild times. <laughs> yeah. It's stressful. Um, well, listen, man, dude, very cool. I, I think this is, um, it's, it's definitely needed. I mean, as, as the world is changing, where I think a lot of people are moving from corporate and starting their own freelance business or their mm -hmm. own entrepreneur business, like what you're offering is, is very much needed and it's only going to become increasingly so. So um, yeah, I appreciate everything you do. The last question I have, because our audience is like literally right in your, uh, right in your avenue of what you offer where can they find you i'm sure i'm sure some of them are interested uh like for your services and then also is there a best place to connect with you socially so the best place right now to find me would be linkedin you know i think my linkedin in the url is just michael dash Eckstein at the end of the you know typical linkedin url but if you want to email me or find me you know my website my website is ecksteinadvisory.com Okay. Perfect, man. Thank you again for coming on the show. No problem. Thank you for having me.